Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. Hey, 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 everyone. And so this episode will be a little bit different. I decided after going live for four days in the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp, August 2023, to pull out the most important, impactful pieces that we saw the clinicians have as takeaways in terms of what they put in the Facebook community based on the topic that we were talking about. So strap on your seatbelt, hold on, get a sheet of paper, and make sure that you tune in to today's podcast episode. It will be epic. Make sure that you pull out any takeaways that you have and feel free to DM me on Instagram. If you are already part of the bootcamp and it is going on by the time that you listen to this podcast, make sure that you head over to that Facebook page so that you can fully participate in the rest of the bonuses for the bootcamp. And if you are not part of the bootcamp, but you still want to have access to that Facebook group, but maybe the page is now shut down, we have something special for you. But in order for me to know if you're serious about up-leveling your private practice and or if you are interested in our dope therapist Academy, please DM me on Instagram at Dr. TK. That information is in the show notes. Now let's showcase part of the live bootcamp. Hey, my name is Dr. TK. And on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. So I want you to strap on your seatbelts, maybe three, because this is where I'm really just going to be with you. Okay. If my voice tone pitches, that means you, you know, I'm getting passionate. Okay. So, um, business is like a game. So some of you may have heard my recent, uh, podcast series and I introduced in part one, something about me that some people may not know about me. Right. Cause we had a lot of new people like come into our community or the Facebook group and et cetera. So I'm going to look at business like the field. Okay. Um, for this example, I played basketball and then I played other sports. So I'm going to look at it as the field. I want you to look at the field as your private practice. That's going to be your switch with this analogy. Anytime I mention something about the field, you know, I'm talking about private practice. Okay. All right. So let's go. So business is like a game. 
You can choose to be in the crowd in the back. You can choose to be in box seats, a little bit more luxury, but still away from the field. You can sit on the sidelines a little closer, but you ain't in the game. Or if we're talking about basketball or football, you can actually be on the field or actually on the courts. Everybody got that? So you can choose your position. But based off the position that you choose will dictate what profits your business sees. Profits are wins, okay? So let's just say if you are a person where you have chosen the crowd. If you want to stay in the crowd, this really means you may not even be able to get in the game. This is where in your private practice, you may feel left behind, left out. You're starting off going into business with friends and they just like leave you. Well, you need to think about why is that? Is it because you've made a decision to just stay in the crowd and watch the whole game while everybody else wins? Y'all got that? When you also look at it from the crowd perspective, people who are in a crowd may waste time playing the hope game like one day I'm gonna get down there on the field versus waiting and then working toward getting closer and closer, walking down the stadium steps to get closer to the real game. This boot camp is not the crowd. People who saw my Facebook ad and kept it pushing, but it looked attractive to them, attractable to them, that was the crowd. Okay, you made it past the crowd. Now, one of the things that I revealed in that podcast series is that I played lingerie arena football, like the whole shebang, pads and all, real hits and all, concussion studies are real. That's all I got to say, <laughs> right? Because I went through one and, and the, the test itself was not fun, let alone getting hit upside the head a couple of times was not fun. But nevertheless, I played the game, right? I had never played football in my life. I've only played basketball, ran, cheer, you know, uh, ran track and did cheerleading. That was my thing since I was seven years old all the way into like high school, a little bit of college, okay? So I had a desire in that season of my life, and this may be where you are at, right? That's why I'm sharing this, to do something different. You no longer want to be the person who you've been for the last couple of years, or maybe you're going into a new season and you just want to try something new. So here I am being 30 years old at the time. I was recently divorced and I was a clinical psychologist working in a juvenile camp in Lancaster, California, in the middle of nowhere, right down the street from the state prison. Four days a week, milking the system, doing 60 hours a week, still working at three colleges, having a part-time private practice. Does anybody relate? Put a one in the comment box. I was doing a whole lot. But what allowed me to do that, to be honest, is that I was also going through a personal season where I needed to find myself again. I might be speaking to somebody because it's not fun to end something that is very big. And then you got to start over, hell, especially in your 30s, ladies. You feel me? You already making six figures, already got a house, already got a car. Like this, this is about to get real intimidating and competitive around this joint. Who want to date? Okay. So I decided, let's just go and have some fun. I'm scrolling on Instagram and Facebook. And I see that one of my friends, she used to play um, lingerie arena football before another league. She created her own league. So I'm like, bet. I ain't never did it. Let's go. <laughs> right. So I'm going to go back to that. Box seat. Whoever sits in the box seats, this is now my analogy of how I took. I want y'all to start seeing what I did because this is where I want you to see where you at in your private practice journey. I started off from the crowd scrolling on my phone. Then I got a little closer because I wanted a box seat. So in order for me to get closer, I started talking to people who did the thing I want to do. Y'all follow the analogy? So I talked to some of my male friends who either played football in high school, in college, or went to the NFL, or who played overseas. I wanted to talk to people who did well. I didn't talk to nobody who rode the bench. Hello, right? 
they helped me understand the game beyond what I thought I knew because I didn't play it. So I didn't know it like that, right? So I reviewed the program that I was interested in to help me elevate this personal part of my life, right? That's equivalent to like DTA, right? So we were reviewing the program. Then I finally made the decision in my head to go all in and meaning I'm going to go ahead and try out. I'm about to get out of this box seat and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to try it out. Put a one in the comment box if you follow the analogy because I don't want to try to get lost. I love analogies because sometimes when it's through storytelling, most people attach to the narrative and emotions of the story versus this is what you need to do in your business. Just go get help. No, it's not that easy. There are a lot of millimeter shifts that happen up here before you make the decision by signing up for something. So I went from the crowd looking at something online to going to the box seat and talking to people, right? So then the next level, when I was still in the box seat, I said, okay, since I'm all in, I'm gonna go ahead and try out. Now, it just so happens, I always feel like the teacher always appears or the situation always appears right when you need it, right? So because I was looking for an extracurricular hobby to get my butt out that house and not just work all the time, it was actually tryouts literally the next Saturday. I said, oh my God, I ain't had time to train, like nothing. But I said, my friend was like, man, just go. You've been going to the gym, it's good. So I went to the tryouts. And when I got there, y'all, 90% of the women were in their 20s. And I said, now, now, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, right? So I realized in that moment, because I felt like automatically with no proof, no evidence, that people were better off than I was. Let me know if that makes sense, if that resonates, right? I could have counted myself out and said, no, I'll, I'll just figure out something else to do. Keep doing what I'm doing. Or I told myself, I'm going to stand out, hashtag no matter what. I don't care if I'm 30. There's a couple of the sprinkles around here that's 30, but I don't give a damn about these 20-year-olds. We about to get this, right? So because I was still in the box seat, that is a real picture. I was rolling when that picture popped up on Facebook one day from the photographer. So what I did in the box seat, I observed the game. I started watching actually football games. Right? I observed the game. During tryouts, I was observing the people. I then decided after talking to my friend, I need to choose a spot because during um, the process, they said, what spot do you want to try out for? So during that process, I'm going to get into how I did it, but I chose my spot because you have to choose your spot as a CEO is what I'm getting at. Um, I had to choose my spot. I had to claim my spot. So when they called my name, I was like, oh, I'm here for tryouts. This was literally like day one or day two at the park for tryouts. I didn't want to sweat out my hair, but I put a rag on. It is what it is. right? So then I moved to the sideline. So when I was closer to the game and the sideline meeting, you go all in and say, I want it. Then I started becoming an observer during the tryout period. But I realized that something was missing inside of me. I want you all to look at yourself. What is missing inside of you to take that next step to getting in the game. Because a lot of you have recognized that you're already probably already on the sideline based off your takeaways, but something may be stopping you from getting in the game. So for me in football, I felt like I was missing focus. I was so focused on everybody being 20 and me getting a little scared and damn, I'm about to get tackled. Oh no, some of these girls look hella strong, right? That I was losing my focus, so I had to get it back. So during the sideline process, I decided to choose my position based off of what? Numbers. You choose how you're going to maneuver in your business based on data, statistics. Know thy numbers. What were the statistics? 
everybody and their mama wanted to be the showboat of the game, be the quarterback, or make touchdowns. I just wanted to play. So because of that, one of my male friends went to the tryouts with me and he said, you should play on the line because you strong, you tall. It looks like these other girls who going out for the line, they're around y'all height. It looks like all y'all to play basketball. And I know you're strong, sis. So go ahead and try out for the line. And then he told me which position, right? So as I was on the sideline, I then, once I claim my spot, hear this, once you claim your spot as an abundant CEO, you need to then only focus on your position, hashtag delegation, hashtag work with a team and nothing else. Okay. So during my period on the sideline, when I was going through tryouts and then making the team, I was tired. Okay. Now, like, let me hold on for a second. This picture right here, this funny jokes aside, this girl who like, we were doing a tackling activity. This is where I learned that, oh, I'm no longer in the box seat. I'm about to get to the field. Because all these girls in their 20s talking about, they weren't talking about us being older, but they were just like, oh my God, I'm about to get this. I'm about to get this spot. They were like talking stuff out loud. I'm not a talker on the field or the court, but you will know how I show up by me scoring points. At least that's how I showed up in basketball. Like sit down, I got MVP, sit your ass down or whatever. So I decided to take the same mentality when I was playing football, but I decided just to watch everybody else talk. So what ended up happening was we had a tackling activity. They randomly paired us up based off of body type and height. And we both had to do it. But during this photo that was taken, this girl had to charge me and my job for trying to on the line. I cannot make her make uh, make me move. Right. Like I have to keep my feet planted. Right. So she ran and I pushed her ass down. And that's when I knew, oh, it's over. It's over. Right? So with that said, on the sideline, as a business owner today, right now, I believe all of you are on the sideline. It's not about being cute. In the beginning, it may not even be about only winning the game because as a CEO, you're going to have to get your hands dirty. It's required to play in the game. Y'all follow? Put a one in the comment box if y'all following my analogy still, right? So I decided that it's time for me to step on the field and make it to the game and it's okay if I sweat a little bit. So this is what you have to do when you're playing in the field, aka your private practice. You have to know and claim like I did that you will always be the starter. You have to claim that you will be in every game. You will show up for your business every single day. For me, that showed up with me not just on the field, check this out, but behind the field. Coach said, in order for this game to pop, y'all need to go out there and sell tickets. You, you bet your girl was the highest uh, ticket earner? Yes, I was. And I, we didn't even have a prize. But all I need is a competition. I told y'all that on day one. Make a competition for yourself to show up for you. Stop trying to show up for everybody else. So I then was chosen for two positions on the line and then, uh, what is it, um, protect the quarterback center or whatever. So I was like, cool, what this has allowed me to do because I've put myself in a position based off statistics of how I know I'm going to show up good for the game. I started every game. I was at every game. I was flying to every game. We went out of state, Louisiana, Texas. I'm there for every game. I'm never bitched. I'm playing every game. Why? Because I showed up for the position that I developed a genius zone for. All right. So what else is left? Once you become a CEO, a.k.a. an entrepreneur, now we got to move you to an abundant CEO. So in the game, for me, that was known as the captain. You need to be the captain of your ship. And what I wanted for the following year after that year of me realizing I actually like football is I wanted to claim being the captain. 
So what did I do, y'all? Step into your best self, like your niche, right? So when I was on the field at that point, this is me dancing to our first game in LA, right? I decided again to be all in, but on another level, like, okay, they chose people they knew for the captain. I ain't really tripping. I wanted to play, but I'm about to have that spot next year. I don't need to tell those people I got their spot. I'm going to take it, right? <laughs> That's my attitude, but I don't need to announce it. So I went all in. For the current season, if you want streams of income, you need to show up for your current season. I showed up and I showed out for every single game. Some of y'all, you misplacing your hustling mentality. You just want to see clients. You need to hustle your ass in that back office, right? And so what I did is I said for from both of the coaches at the end of the year, because I showed up so well, after our season, they then announced like, who else is trying out for next year? Because we still have to try out. And I'm like, me. And so what I did is we start trying out immediately after the season over, or maybe a month or so later. And then what I did, y'all, listen to this. It's all about what you do off the field. Just like our therapy clients have to do work outside of the therapy office. I hope y'all follow it, right? So what I end up doing is I said, because I know I want to try out and be captain, keep my same position though, but be captain. I need to go in the gym and work twice as hard. I need to get a workout buddy so I can be twice as accountable. I need to snatch my weight some more. I need to strengthen up my legs because I realize how much leg strength I need on that line to push them girls. Oh my God, them girls big. <laughs> so both of my coaches later on said, not only are you starting, not only did you get your positions back, but you also the head captain. Put a two in the comment box if you're ready to be the captain of your ship. Because some of y'all, the reason why simply you haven't made it to the higher tier of that structure is because you haven't even claimed to be the captain. You just work in your business, as I stated in that testimonial, versus working on your business, work on your craft, right? So what did the field require me to do? Again, focus. Less time for BS. I ain't got time to play. I got to go to the gym. I ain't scrolling on my phone trying to do leg press. Right. And I showed up as a leader, as a leader. Right. So why is all of this important? Why am I bringing up business is like a game? An abundant CEO is never on the sideline. They're never in the crowd. They're never sitting in the box. Captains become CEOs, not sideliners. CEOs, abundant CEOs, they take charge, not just of their life, but also their business. Both. There is no either or. We operate with and. CEOs also take charge of their schedules and their revenue. There is no, I didn't have no choice but to take this client. Yes, you did. I had no choice but to make this amount. You didn't go out there and market. That's your fault, right? CEOs know. They know that they cannot do everything by themselves. You may tell yourself that, but you know doggone well in order to get your time back and actually be able to spend time with your family, take off and do things, you need help. Fix your trust issues. A true CEO, they know that when they lose, please note this, when you have a bad season, you can get back up and get your butt in the game. If we lost a game, which we did not, we're not about to sit there and say, oh, we're not showing up coach to the next game. The hell we not. Our coach used to be in the NFL. He had to talk to us a little different. He was like, man, y'all women, I be trying to hold my breath. So when you see me get quiet, just know I'm hella mad. Well, he's a hella mad, but you know, he was angry, right? But at the end of the day, we couldn't say I'm not showing up for the game. And if we did, we get kicked off the team. Do you want to get kicked out of your own practice? Do you want your business to shut down? No. CEOs do not throw in the towel and then say, I'm just going to go and I'm just going to go and be a coach. This therapy thing is so hard. 
I don't give a damn if you got a t-shirt line. I don't care if you got a mug line. At the end of the day, you still got to run a whole business behind closed doors. You still got to sell your products. You have to market your product no matter what. CEOs look, please write this down, Lower, have mercy. <laughs> CEOs look at the scoreboard throughout the whole game. You don't just look at your numbers when it's tax time. You don't just look at your numbers when your tax person says, can you send me over all your transactions? You look at your weekly numbers. You open up your bank account. You don't just say, text me my balance, right? CEOs are, in the beginning, the MVPs of their company. Why? Because you're probably wearing all the hats or most of them. So true CEOs that are MVPs, they go and find great coaches and teams that will hold them accountable for going all in. Y'all got that? Put it two in the comment box if I just snatch your edges out, right? You trying to sit here and be the MVP by yourself. Congratulations. You ain't got no thriving business that goes beyond you. So guess what? When something happens, your legacy dies. Uh, swallow that pill, right? CEOs are what I call MVPs known as most valuable provider. So I want you to start proclaiming your title. And I, I, I dropped this in 2020 because I, I, I was going in on therapists like, you better not close down your business, you know, in 2020 because there was a lot of stuff going on. But you are you are an essential provider because at one point we weren't recognized as essential until like mid-year 2020 when everybody realized, oh, everybody need mental health. All of a sudden we became an essential medical provider. But we've been a medical provider, right? MVPs will never, ever, ever, ever let someone take their spot. So that comes from the, 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 the statements about fear. The fear that you have that the, the industry is too saturated, you scared of somebody. I'm scared of nobody. Any of the DTA students can say, I want to join your mastermind after I finish DTA because I want to coach therapists because I want to coach them on this. Okay, bet you what you want to coach them on. I'm not about to say, oh, you can't coach them on that because I'm doing it. Hey, the more the merrier. I'm not everybody's style. My theme is, you know, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, so don't coach me. Not everybody like my energy. Some people like it to be nice, low, fluffy. Some people don't like to be caught out. And let me be clear. I don't yell at my clients. I don't curse at my clients. We talk, right? But if you ask me a question, I'm going to answer the question, all right? So MVPs, I'm very old school. Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, Magic, Steph Curry, all of them, right? Like most MVPs, the MVP spot is earned and not given. You have to earn that title of CEO. It's not just given to you just because you left your job. You don't just have a business because you say you're in private practice. You just got clients, right? So who do you need to become? Remember, bringing it all together. Who do you need to become to do what MVPs do to get what they have? Because you want all the accolades. You want all the physical and non-tangible goods and experiences, but you don't want to put in that work, right? So listen, look, we're going back to love and basketball or something. Uh, Miss Littleton, don't let no freshman take your spot. Listen, hold your hand up and sit on the sideline if you want to. Like, who, who don't watch that movie, right? So number one, how do we do that? How do you not let somebody take your spot? Number one, you make the decision. I'm asking you to write down what do you want and why do you want it? If you can figure out those two things and be very clear on it, the how is not your job. It doesn't mean you don't execute. But some of y'all trying to predict every single thing that happens in your life. And I'm going to ask you, how, like, put a one in the comment box if you agree with this. Your life will not be as amusing and fun if you can predict every single thing that's going to happen. You know when he's going to propose. You know when your baby going to come out. 
You know when you're going to get pregnant. You know when you're going to get the raise. Like the only thing we probably want to bet on is when we're going to get licensed. Outside of that, why are you trying to predict and control every single outcome? That's bananas. Your life is boring. We live here to explore. So walk by faith and not by sight. It's written in that order for a reason. That's the opposite of fear. Some of y'all trying to walk by sight and then have faith. And that's why you're not getting what you want. We got to go to church in here. Number two, practice. Get off your tail and get in the gym. And we relate it to a sport. Your gym is the office, your laptop, your iPad, whatever you got. Actually exercise. Don't just sit on the treadmill machine. I really despise these people who take up the machines because you're trying to get 5,000 selfies. Please move and let people who actually want to work out, work out in 45 minutes and be done and sweat and go home. Thank you. <laughs> Do the work, okay? Sweat. Be okay with sweating. Be okay with getting your hands dirty. Let me be clear. Just because I'm the abundant CEO of my company don't mean that I'm not in the back office making sure that my clients' portals are set up, that y'all can onboard properly to DTA. I might write an email. I do copy. I do messaging. I create my content. Please don't think CEOs just get a pass and get to sit down. That takes work to get to that level. CEOs, y'all, ladies who care about your hair, especially women of color who got that thick coarse hair, you should have enough money to get your hair done if you're doing what you're supposed to do. Put a two in the comment box if you receive that. Some of y'all don't even want to get your hands dirty or get sweaty. So you're like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't even want to learn how to do it. I'm going to just pay somebody to do it. Well, guess what's going to happen? If you don't have an understanding of that role that you're just going to delegate out to someone else without no SOP, you won't even know if what you're paying them is worth what you're paying them. Stop just giving stuff away. Understand your business. Number three, you got to learn how to track your progress. So old school, if you got to track it by pulling out some Excel sheets, do it. New school, though, they got Excel sheets, they got Google sheets, they got apps, they got a way you can share all that stuff with your CPA. But bottom line is you got to review your progress to know where you've been and where you're going. By the way, you shove this down a client's throat. You know what I'm saying? Like this is where you started, but you ain't you ain't made the, the second step. You quick to tell your clients that, hell, some of y'all quick to lay your clients off. That's what we teach in DTA. If they don't want to put in that work, they take it up somebody else's spot. So how are you going to teach that? And how are you going to preach that if you don't practice it? Number four, resiliency. I don't care how you grew up, where you grew up. Everybody has a level of resiliency to you. I truly believe, and put a one in the comment box if I'm speaking, speaking to your soul. You have overcome something worse beyond SOP, standard operating procedures. I don't want to create them. You've overcome worse. Do it again. So for me, this is how I apply it. I've overcome a whole lot of trauma. Just simply by where I was housed in Compton in multiple locations, shootouts, you know, crack, crack deals going wrong next door, having to sleep on the floor because there's a drive-by, finding guns in our backyard, in our playhouse, trauma, walking over dead bodies, leaving clubs. Trauma is all over my life. Community violence is all over my life. But I learned how to turn all of that trauma as I processed it into a gift. How did I infuse that gift into my business? Who do I serve? The re-entry population, people who go in or come out of corrections, difficult teens where we can hopefully be preventative so that they won't go in. You think that those gifts were by accident? So I don't regret anything I've been through. Some of us trying to like erase your past. Your past has made you the person that you are. Use the shit to your advantage. Excuse my language. <laughs> Use it to your advantage, right? So how do you get past the limiting beliefs or the BS in your mind? For me, I take time off. 
I journal, I pray, I work out, I talk to people, I cry it out. Bottom line is, it got to come out. Get it done. Go to therapy. Do whatever you got to do to move past it, right? Because we don't want to shift the focus. So let's bring it all together. How is all this still, Dr. TK, related to the game if you ain't been following, right? The business of the game, okay? So simply put, some CEOs will, or entrepreneurs or hustlers, wherever you are, they will let barriers take them out the game. You will let life experiences that you may not even be aware of yet take you out the game. So I'm a spiritual person. I'm going to call him Big G. You can believe in who, whatever you would like, but I'm going to tell you what I personally do. And you don't have to do this, right? But some of y'all do it and don't want to say nothing, right? So I literally be having out loud conversations with the big guy upstairs. He is my first coach, right? So when I talk to my first coach, this is what he be telling me, right? So I did not put you in the game. He's talking to me. So he'd be like, TK, I did not put you in the game for you to sit in the sideline. And I just want y'all to tell me if y'all feel in some form of prick or emotion as I go through my processes behind closed doors, because this isn't something that I share on Instagram or anything, right? So this is what I, what he tells me. I did not put you in this game of life and in business and to make a transformation in all these people's lives. And I didn't give you this gift to sit on the sideline. I gave you a gift. So you better go out there and use it. Like that's my daddy. Right. So I'm like, okay. So he said, I will apply pressure. And some of y'all don't like that pressure, but he said, I will apply pressure on you to make sure that you know that when bad or harder things happen in the future, you'll know how to handle them. Right. Why y'all think y'all go through seasons? It's not just, well, it may be to test you, but I never believe in a test. I believe in it's something that's put in your way during a harvesting season so that you can overcome it. Right. He also tells me, I got bigger and better things for you, but can you survive the things that I've placed in front of you already? Because some of y'all want the 50K months, but you're not even tracking your 5K months, right? He also tells me, I've been giving you the tools and linking you to the right people. I put you in front of the teachers. I connect you with great people. So now it's your turn. You need to go out there and do the work. I'm giving you the how, but you still got to execute, right? So then he tells me, you can keep shifting your focus if you want to, being a little multitasker and not finishing projects, doing stuff halfway through, or you can take my route A, because I believe that the route I'm giving you based off your gift can get you to where you want to go a lot quicker. I have the resources, but if you choose to keep doing what you've been doing and taking routes B, C, D, E, and F, and G, you may still see results, but they may be smaller or you may not see any. That's your choice. You still have a choice. But he then tells me, listen, I got big dreams and I got them in the palm of my hands. You got problems. Give them to me and put them in my hands. But you got to be patient and you got to be focused, but you still got to go out there and play the game. Because if you don't play the game, I don't take you seriously. Right. So just like a parent. Right. The parent, if you are a caregiver of any child you know that there is a social skill called follow instructions and your universe or your higher power will always, if you give a room to talk to you, because some of y'all crowd your schedule so much where you don't even allow something to come in and talk to you, right? Give your time, give your give yourself space. But it's a social skill called following instructions. 
right? So this is the basic social skill. When some of y'all don't work at group homes, this is how I found out about it, right? So we used to have to teach the kids the following. When I tell you to go do something, I want you to think about my guy, Big G. It's some of y'all guy too, right? So he will say, this is what I need you to do. My job is to say, okay. My next step is to go do it and do it all fully. My job is to then report back and say, I did it. Now you can do this to him. You can do this to a coach. You can do this to a teacher. You can do this to a parent. It does not matter. Now their job is to say, show me proof. Go, They go check it out. And then once they clear you to say that you've done it fully, because you can be vulnerable to show them what you actually did and leave room for correction. Now they can either let you go to the next task or they can let you go outside and play. Build your systems, go take a vacation. Put a one in the comment box if y'all see how all this is coming together, right? So let's show those numbers. Because yesterday I showed y'all like some big wins, but I really need y'all to see how a private practice positioned me to fine tune my gift as a therapist and work out and overcome very, very difficult personal and business things over a 10 year time frame. And I realized by talking to him and using coaches, I can't let the gift of building operating systems go to waste. So not just, not only am I going to teach other therapists how to do what I did, but in a shorter time frame, I'm also going to level up and I'm going to listen to my clients. And what happened was the clients who start coming into DTA, they start realizing like, you, you do other stuff though, right? Because that's what I said to my professors, like you ain't broke, you do other stuff, right? So they start doing what I did to my professors, my first mentors. And the person I am is, if you want it, I'm a creative. But you need to save your seat, though. You know, I'm no fool to just create something and ain't nobody paid, right? So that is what birthed now what's called as our elite coaching mastermind for streams of income. But that's not possible if you don't build your operating system for your main stream of income to then fund your second stream of income. Y'all got that? So this is what numbers can do. And put a two in the comment box if you like, girl, just give me a zero, right? Now, from 2020 to... 2023 last week, this is how much cash collected. This does not include projections with payment plans that our company has collected based off my gift that started in private practice in our coaching business. $1.4 million. Now I'm proud of that considering people told therapists we were going to be broke. People told therapists the only thing we're good for is one-on-one therapy. People told us therapy is easy. All you do is sit down and talk to people. Huh, bet. I love a little friendly competition. So $1.4 million just by operating as my authentic self? Let's be all the way real. So I'm not here to toot my own horn, but I know from day one, a lot of y'all said y'all wanted a lot of those titles or things that I had in terms of my experience in my resume. So let me be clear. That $1.4 million excludes projected revenue for payment plans. It excludes me being written into five grants over the next five years for mental health services. It excludes me being a partner in a $6 million grant to serve the reentry population so that they can understand that trauma in the hood is normal. I took my gift of being raised in Compton and I figured out a way to position myself as my authentic self to say, listen, I'm about to help everybody at stages. 
This does not include money that I've received from being a clinical supervisor. This does not include my current, very much so though, part-time private practice, all cash. And most importantly, this is my biggest flex. This does not include the hours that I put in to do pro bono work and just help people. Put a one in the comment box if that's what you're going after. Boxes, not coins, right? So I do all of that with a team, all while being a wife, being a mom, being a bonus mother, being friends, being a traveler, a love for luxury. And most importantly, I got city pride. I love my city. I will never neglect it. I'm from Compton and people don't like it. Get off the webinar. It's good. Because some people won't coach with me just because of where I'm from. I've dealt with that. I've dealt with those micro and macro aggressions. Learn the information, do what you do and get off. It's good. I'm okay with saying no to people at this point in my life. And you should be no good with saying no to clients who are not your ideal client in your private practice. Same thing. So millimeter shifts. Greatness is not born overnight. It's a process. It's a marathon. All right, let's speed things up. Millimeter shift again. I want to work with people who can invest in the marathon. This is me talking to you. I don't want anybody being part of our actual programs who are not willing to fall down and get back up because you're going to fall down, right? So let me just say this too, just to like uh, speak to a lot of people in the Facebook group who talked about like fear, anxiety, overwhelm, and all those things. And oh, I just need more clarity. I need more time. You don't need more clarity. If you're still here watching or you're watching a replay, you don't need more clarity. You need to take action so that the next phase of clarity can present itself. A lot of the things that you want won't present itself unless you take action. So my question to you is, are you creating a business that is overwhelming and more complicated than what it needs to be? So I want you to imagine having multiple tabs. Some of y'all got this going on right now. You got multiple tabs open up on your computer, right? And you may not even be bothered by them because you're so used to them. But they may be a little distractible. But they might not be for some of you who are used to it because I'm a multitasker, right? But I want you to think about this. On the other side of all those tabs, they actually are taking up memory on your hard drive while your computer runs. Does that make sense? Your computer starts running slower because it's using up too much of its memory. So I want you to imagine shutting down all the extra tabs and only having up the one tab that you should be focused on because that one tab is your private practice. How much more clear will you be with completing the activity or building the system that you are working on. Some of y'all, I got all these streams of income. Some of you need to pause your other streams of income because you can't even handle the first one. That's supposed to be feeding with money to build the systems for the other ones. If you slow down and focus on one system, you will have less distractions. You will have more memory. And what that translates to, you'll have more space to breathe. You won't feel overwhelmed. That will also lead to therapists not burning out. Really think about why you burnt out. Was it that you really were doing therapy and you were doing too much in your business or were you doing other things in other places plus your business, right? So I just want to one in the comment box. Are y'all ready to take the last piece of the ride with me? I am going to share with you DTA. We are bringing this to a finale and a close. I may go over 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. That is okay. If you have to hop off, make sure you hop back on because you do not want to miss what is coming next, okay? So we're about to take a ride. So what is possible with private practice? I've showed you a little bit already. I'm not going to read all of these, but I will summarize them. Um, they're highlighting, um, Lamone, she's highlighting meeting with her accountability group, she, which they create. She's highlighting that she took her solo practice idea with working from one-to-one -one and start building out groups in her practice. And I want to read the last part. She connected and collaborated with other 
people who can um, help her clients get a better transformation, such as doulas working with moms. And she has been able to build her business and keep her business running smoothly, all while her VA um, is running her business so that she can take a vacation, right? Natalie, um, when she started DTA within getting into our system, she started three new clients that past week because we also do weekly wins. She secured a contract with another therapy site so that she can do nonprofit work, but still operating in her gift. Um, she booked some trainings um, alongside of her niche, and then she completed some stuff in the portal right? Othea, she said that she can wait to Friday because we had like flex Friday, Friday wins. So she was like, girl, I can't wait to Friday. So she said her private practice is now at 80% private pay when she at one point didn't think that this was a thing. She has automated her consultation system. She secured two new private pay clients and she said her rate with confidence. I'm going to leave that one at that. Okay. So are you really ready to make a decision out of faith and not fear? Okay. So I know that y'all ready. So I'm going to keep going. Um, but I don't know if y'all knew, um, and some of our alumni may be on here. I know they were on here yesterday. Um, what you got was only 5% of what we do in DTA or what you get access to in DTA. Put it to in the comment box if you feel like that's unbelievable. <laughs> like, this is only 5%, literally, 5%. All I can say is wow and wow. I hope that you enjoyed that snippet of some things that were happening in the boot camp this year. I'm really excited for the clinicians who showed up and showed out, especially for those who posted the takeaways in our Facebook group. So the Dope Therapist Academy Manifest a Profitable Private Practice Program is open August 21st to the 25th at midnight Pacific Standard Time. So if you want to join the Dope Therapist Academy and learn more about how you can connect with epic therapists across the country and in even some other countries to build a private practice, then go to drtk.com forward slash links. And as long as DTA says that we're opening enrollment for new students, feel free to go through the enrollment page, look at anything that you need to, to make the decision to up level your private practice. If you have questions that have not already been answered on the DTA enrollment page, please feel free to head over to the DM on Instagram and DM me your question. But I would highly also encourage you to binge watch the free YouTube series because a lot of the questions that clinicians have are also embedded in the information in that bootcamp. My YouTube channel is Dr. TK, spell out Dr. TK. It's under live streams and it says day one, two, three, and four. All right. So I may see you in DTA. Stay connected. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapists Deserve Abundance podcast. Now, I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head over to our resource page at drtk.com forward slash links for additional abundant resources. Until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.